Well, this feature is brought to you by Rand Water. South Africa is considered one of the most water-scarce countries in the world, and it really emphasizes the necessity and importance of conserving water and optimally using fresh water. Well, let's talk about some of the availability of water, which directly influences South Africa's socioeconomic growth. We're joined now by Deboho Joala, who is the Chief Shared Services Officer at Rand Water. Good morning, Deboho, and thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Kathy, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Thanks for having us. Now, Rand Water is one of Africa's largest water utilities. Let's talk about just, you know, the kind of work that Rand Water has been doing, and especially in terms of the challenges that you are facing when it comes to the supply of water. Well, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, to start with, I'm sure you want to, we want to, Categorically state and assure our customers that the curtailment of uh, supply, I'm thinking the area of uh, 20, particularly 3 metros in Kalking, has experienced a number of uh, water curtailments. These are not restrictions, sorry, we restrict when we have problems of debt and people are paying, but the curtailments are planned uh, restrictions that are communicated in advance with our customers. In this case, these customers are cust- uh, municipalities. So we want to assure the customers that this curtailment of water uh, to some of our municipalities was implemented uh, to prevent a long-term and unexpected uh, water supply interruptions. Uh, this uh, was also necessitated uh, to prevent the total depletion of our um, bulk water, portable bulk water, to the municipalities. So it was a, a really a proactive uh, action with a long-term benefits to our customers and our uh, our municipalities. So, so, so in this case, mm. the peak water demand is uh, necessitated by the hot summer period that is ahead. Um, so we are trying to anticipate that that we have uh, enough water for everybody, but as a result of uh, excessive usage of water, um, it's uh, the demand outstrips the capacity to supply. Let's firstly talk about water curtailment. When you say water curtailment, uh, is that water cuts? Yes, it's a reduction. So we communicate with the um, with the municipality and we reduce the flow of water by a certain percentage. And you've spoken about the fact that, you know, there have been some of the key metros in Gauteng that have been affected by these water cuts. Yes, those are the three uh, metro municipalities, Twani, Tobik, and Nagirulene. Now, unfortunately, part of what we experience, and, and I can say this because I've also experienced it, when there are water cuts that end up affecting uh, my area, we only get to know about it on the day that it's actually happening. Well, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the curtailments would be communicated way up front uh, so that it allows the municipalities, because the the flow of water, unlike electricity, when you reduce it, it may affect various reservoirs, uh, depending on its topology, where it's situated, high, low, or uh, medium area, and the pumping capacity um, requires um, maneuvering both from rainwater and the municipalities uh, to manage the flow and uh, so this, as for instance, if the, 
the reservoirs are managed at about 80, 90. In other areas, you can drop quickly, depending on the uh, also the, the number of factors, including the um, density in that area. So the the maneuver the, the maneuvering must happen continuously, uh, assessing where the flow is going and which reservoirs are receiving um, higher uh, intake than others. So as a result, where the municipality realizes that we will not be able to recover, the, the, the reservoir won't be recovered with enough water, then they must plan to keep, uh, to provide an alternative water supply through tenders and other means. But communication gets, uh, um, uh, 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 we get to communicate much quicker and uh, way up front a couple of days before we can um, we can implement. So are you saying oftentimes if the residents are not being informed on time about the upcoming water cuts in the area, it's the fault of the municipality because Randwater will always communicate that um, a number of days ahead of time to the municipality? Look, the municipalities are very uh, key, a case, uh, very key stakeholder to Randwater. Our customers, um, we when you are saying they have not communicated, I don't want to point the finger that they did not communicate it, but it might might be in many cases where we have communicated and the municipalities would have seen shown us that they've communicated. It depends on the medium or the use, uh, and I'm not speaking on I'm not speaking on their behalf, but I'm just saying there are instances where the residents would have missed their message in one way or the other. Uh, uh, communication gets, uh, you know, spread uh, through various many in, uh, ways, and in, uh, some in, in nowadays even innovative uh, ways, including uh, you know your non-traditional medium and so on. So I can't want to point a finger and say they might have not have communicated with their residents. So it depends what constitutes the communication platform at that time and who was listening when it was or who picked up the message when it was uh, spread. Of course, the point is that it needs to reach as many customers as possible. So if municipalities are able to email and SMS bills, why are they not able to send messages? And, and, and I mean, do, do you as Rand Water, because you often then take the flag for the fact that people have run out of water, they didn't know to expect it, they didn't know to prepare for it. Don't you think that that is something that needs to be improved going forward? Yes, certainly. We have a forum um, that sits regularly, both on the operation side and on the communication side. So we have a forum of communicators, and um, we are sharpening our systems and our uh, interactions between ourselves uh, so that... uh, um, uh, customers are uh, least uh, impacted uh, with regard to where the messages that get sent to them. Yes, we are, uh, we are doing something uh, practical to uh, to ensure that the uh, communication systems and processes are uh, improved. You you spoke about the fact that water cuts could well become more increased going into the summer months, but we were experiencing water cuts even during winter. Uh, no, they, <clears throat> I don't know where you live, but with the water cuts that uh, were in winter were uh, created by two things from a rainwater point of view. One, we had a, um, a massive uh, uh, substation uh, failure on the Aiken offside, which is one of our big booster stations. 
uh, that affected the water supply into the Greater Johannesburg South and the two hospitals there, Helen Joseph, uh, and another one got affected. But that was resolved within 24 hours uh, uh, because we don't really have... Those are big booster stations where um, even our... You need a generator generator for that. You need a, a decent substation. Um, which can cost billions to build if you were to to have your secondary electrical or, or electricity supply, which we are working on on a long-time uh, basis as a part of our long-term strategy. And the second one, we had a, 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 a best, uh, not just a best, but the explosion in our, another Palmit substation, uh, booster station uh, about three, four weeks ago, but those were also resolved within 24 hours. So the curtailment is something that started about uh, just under 10 days ago. Um, uh, maybe I must come back, come into that uh, scenario that I was talking about earlier with regard to whether we have enough water and uh, whether um, what is the cause thereof, uh, of uh, 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 the reason why we are saying we don't have uh, uh, the supply or the demand upstream the supply. One, Yes, we appreciate that South Africa is one of the most uh, water-stressed countries. But the opposite happens. We are also one of the biggest uh, users so, of water. Uh, the world average water usage per person per day is around 173 liters. That is for your normal drinking of water, eating, cooking, washing of your clothes, loan, uh, irrigation, and so on. Um, and South Africa, in fact, South Africa uses 235 liters. We will average sitting at 175 um, a day, so which is um, an anomaly. So we are a water-stressed country, but we are also high consumers. Um, so the messaging we're trying to uh, push up there is that consumers need to start to pay attention on this thing. How often do you wash your car? What are your patterns of washing your car? How do you wash your car? Do you use a bucket? Uh, as opposed, you should use a bucket as opposed to spraying your your, your car twice with uh, water, uh, letting the the water uh, you know go to waste. Uh, how what is your consumption patterns in the in the house? You 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 bath or you shower, and when you shower, how long you take in the shower and so on? Because the the, the, the but it must be appreciated in, in South Africa, particularly Gauteng. Uh, one way to remember that Gauteng is a, another big anomaly that. We are counted, in fact, we are rated the, the largest city that is built very far away from the sources of water, which are your, your normal uh, rivers, like you'd see in many countries. Um, we abstract water, largely coming from Lesotho into the Val River system, which can uh, get, um, we purify it and we pump it uh, into the municipalities. And, and another uh, situation that Rendota is dealing with is that we are now abstracting far higher than our license um, uh, gives us the right to do so. So we get licensed by the Department of Water and Sanitation to abstract water um, from the span system and then purify it and so on. And we are not the only ones at the ban who have the right, the right and the license to do so. For instance, our license uh, gives us um, the right to abstract 1,347 and million cubic million uh, cubic liters of raw water per annum, uh, but currently we are abstracting 1,600 million cubic meters of raw water per annum, which is like 300 more than our license uh, gives us uh, um, the right to do so. So uh, the message really is to say 
the curtailment and as you're saying when the, the summer and the hot season comes, let us be sensitive around the usage of water in general. So you need to really uh, have a serious mind shift around our relationship with the, uh, with water and how we use it. And the message is that we should try as, as much as possible to use water sparingly. So how are these curtailments going to work? Is it going to be a case where pressure is is reduced, where the water pressure is reduced, or people are simply not going to have water for specified amounts of time? And are we going to see them being announced in the way that ESCOM perhaps does its announcements of load shedding? And yeah. Yes, we have a, a like I said, a program with the municipalities to announce and to sensitize uh, consumers. It's not that we won't have water. We want to have a situation where um, customers or users understand that they can use, they don't have water in the abundance. They can use the water excessively. So in some instances where there could be limitations, maybe a couple of hours a day or, or something to that effect, um, I think as part of the, the, the strategy is to ensure that while we are building, we are, uh, we are expanding because we've got also a long-term uh, infrastructure that we are uh, expanding and, and so on. Uh, customers are sensitive to that fact that we can use water. I think that is where the, 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 the messaging should be focused on. We can use water the way we have been. We, we, we are used to using it. You can't get into the shower for 20 uh, for 20 minutes. You, can, you know, the example that I make, we need to um, um, get to a point where we are getting the, the curve below the numbers that I was mentioning that um, um, we are using uh, far more than we need. And the other issues that we are dealing with, uh, uh, excessive leaks, which the municipalities are attending to, which is also another big problem that about between around 35% of the water that abstract, which is a very big concern for everyone, that you abstract the water, you purify it, you pump it uh, into a pot of, of being a potable water that uh, for fit for human consumption, but 35% of it uh, ends up in big leaks across uh, various communities, and some of it is uh, the result of vandalism and a number of other things that could be prevented. Mm. Mr. Jola, I'm going to ask you just to re-explain this issue of the curtailments um, so that people are clear on what to expect. Are you saying that, you know, you're making us aware that we need to use less water to avoid curtail, to avoid water cuts or that we need to be aware of how much water we're using? That being said, we are still going to be experiencing water cuts going into the summer months. Uh, let me try and capture what you just said. So you said the first is, are we, are we trying to train or to educate the public about the water usage? Yes, to reduce water usage, to avoid yes. water cuts. So if you reduce your usage, yes. then there will be no water cuts. The other is that, well, we need you to reduce your water usage, but also be aware of the fact that there will be water cuts. Yes, no, it's a reduction. It's not cuts, like I said. Um, we, we want the customers to be aware that we don't have abundance. So we, we must educate ourselves. We must uh, reorientate ourselves to use water sparingly. 
We want to work with the municipalities to ensure that we have infrastructure that is sustainable uh, for fuel for current or short-term and the long-term uh, sustainability of the running of the water system in the in the um, uh, particularly in the housing area. So, Do we have a future uh, um, um, alternative uh, uh, or uh, water alternatives uh, of raw water that we're working on? The answer is yes. We are exploring on a number of uh, um, uh, innovative water uh, uh, raw water supply. Uh, like uh, affluent water reuse, uh, reclamation plants, and uh, uh, want to drill poles to augment on the current system of uh, using the surface water that we get from the Soto through the river system. So until all of those systems come in place, it means that um, those who live in municipalities whose water is supplied by Rand water should expect water cuts? Uh, intermittently, they may, but we, like I was saying, we're working with the municipalities to have a, a very affluent, a very um, uh, system, like I said, the maneuvering that you are, I was referring to should be able to uh, to ensure the least level of uh, interruptions to the uh, customers uh, and as less impact as we can have with the customers. But the message, like I said, Let's ensure that we, we, we try to use the water differently and remember that it's not in abundance, as I kept uh, mentioning throughout. All right. We're in conversation with Deboho Joala. He is the Chief Shared Services Officer at Rand Water. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. Any specific questions you want to ask him, particularly around the supply of water, we'll take those after this quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so we continue our conversation with Rand Water. Of course, uh, it's to raise awareness about the amount of water usage, at least in the country, but, um, of course, to also warn residents about what could well lie ahead when it comes to uh, the supply of water. Let's talk about this issue of water leaks. 35% of water lost to leaks is quite a high number. Um, and, And what accountability is in place to hold municipalities accountable and answerable for the high rate of, of water losses? Well, uh, I think the municipalities are accountable, I think, according to the constitution and our democratic system to their, to their um, uh, residents who pay rent, rent and live within that space. From Rendota point of view, we always uh, try and assist um, uh, with various interventions uh, and also highlight the frustration, like I said, it can be that portable water is an anomaly. People that have traveled to tell you even some of the first world countries, you don't open a tap and drink water from it. Uh, you don't find clean water like we do in South Africa, but it's an anomaly that you can have a Portable water being wasted at the rate at which it is being wasted. Like I said, due to various reasons, including vandalism, including a lack of capacity and or maybe limited capacity on the part of the municipality to uh, send every, uh, enough uh, co- uh, um, ground uh, technical people to uh, deal with the leaks as they uh, manifest themselves 
in various publics. I've read and read a couple of articles in various newspapers where residences would be complaining about the water running on the streets and so on. But I think it's a, it's, it's, it reflects or it's a reflection on the whole society, municipality being one of the stakeholders, consumers, residents, and, and, and citizens really to um, own up to the um, various uh, water wastages that we see that are manifested uh, themselves in our communities, including our own households. Sure. So, so, so you know, on on the one hand, of course, it's 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 great to be able to hold residents accountable for the amount of water usage. But in the same breath, the municipalities themselves, you know, also need to be held accountable by rand water. In the same way that you're warning residents against wastages, surely that that same message must be going to municipalities as well. No, it does. We do, uh, like I said, we do raise those frustrations. They remember municipalities are our customers, so we don't. They don't report to us. We supply water to them on an order that they place with us, and they pay us for it. Um, of course, uh, when you realize that the uh, some of it goes to um, a significant number of it goes to waste, we express those uh, frustrations. But like I said, the IGR or our uh, the way we relate uh, intergovernment relations. Um, limit setting, uh, uh, you know, your actions on, on, on your customers, which are municipalities. We are governed by the Water Services Act, and it stipulates what whose responsibility the Water Service and uh, the Water Authority, which is the municipalities and ourselves as water suppliers, relationship uh, should be, and uh, other pieces of legislation, um, legislations like uh, your municipal acts and 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 MFMA. Yeah, it's clear on who's what, uh, you know, what level of uh, uh, engagement and responsibility municipalities have towards us and uh, the responsibilities that we have towards them. Mohammed, let me come to you. You're calling us from Centurion. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Cassie, and your guests and mm. your listeners. Trust you are all well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, my re- I have a lot to contribute to this discussion, and maybe there isn't enough time for now, but uh, if I may just briefly make a few points. <clears throat> well, what, I should just go back to the point of people not being informed of uh, in, impending water cuts. Uh, I think that, you know, we are at a stage where there's a lot of tools available to do that, and I think that if that, that is lacking, it's very serious if people cannot prepare uh, to have water available when they need to go off to work in the morning, get the kids off to school and stuff like that. So, you know, one of the things that I believe has always been necessary is for strong civic organizations to be formed. And when something is not happening in the way that it should, then the civic organization should have the right to actually audit whether, in fact, and forgive me for saying this, if rainwater is, in fact, communicating with the municipalities in time, and then if the municipalities are in fact communicating with everyone whose name, mobile numbers or emails that they have in time, and I think civic organizations are what we need everywhere that have to actually look at the failings of, uh, of uh, local authorities, municipalities, and even service providers like Randwater. We have to call everyone to account in order to get things right in our country. That's the first point. Mm. The second point is that of uh, water, and I believe completely that our country is is unfortunately uh, in trouble in terms of its available water resources. And to that extent, people need to, uh, as our guest rightly said, 
need to conserve water wherever possible. Uh, and I think that, that there's a lot we can do. I once met someone from the Global Water Project about four or five years ago, and she said to me that about 65% of the water that we purify for daily consumption, even drinking use, quality water, only 65% is in fact reaches its targets, 35% goes to waste. Mm. We also have water being used by mining companies in very large quantities, and even there, there has to be solutions where they may not need that level of pure water that we would normally use for drinking purposes and, you know, using at home. They should have some other alternate supplies of water which may be recycled wastewater, etc., to do whatever they have to do. Then finally, and I just quickly, I lived in, in Zimbabwe for a while, and they had a, a terrible drought at one time. And one of the sources that they were looking at drawing from up in uh, the Okavango Delta, where apparently the underwater supply of water is almost limitless, right? And I'm just wondering whether there's obviously something at a very much higher level that mm-hmm. our guest from Rand Water could answer okay. better. Are okay. we considering maybe looking at drawing water from yet another source which is apparently rich in water. I may be wrong about that, but that's the way I remember the discussion going some years ago in Zimbabwe. All right, Mohammed. Thank you so much Thank for that call, uh, Mohammed. there out in Centurion. So let me do this. Um, Dade Jola, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. It is 11 o'clock. Let me go to Nomsam Guli with the latest news update and we'll get uh, the final response from Randwater after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 6 after 11 o'clock. Thanks for staying with The Talking Point. It's the third and final hour of the show today. We are going to be in conversation uh, with Sasa. We'll be speaking to Fanisi Toha, who is the general manager for grants operations at Sasa. So you can begin to send uh, those questions and those WhatsApp messages in terms of the problems that you may have been experiencing, especially with accessing the social relief of distress grant. Of course, we are still wrapping up our conversation with Rand Water. Dabuho Joala is the Chief Shared Services Officer at Rand Water. Dabuho, I'm going to ask you just to respond to some of the issues that uh, Mohammed had raised in his call. No, no, thank you very much, once again, uh, Kathy. Uh, look, yeah, I think uh, Mohammed uh, pointed towards the communication that must be improved. Yeah, you're very, using various tools, uh, digital media, social media, and a number of other uh, alternative uh, communication systems are in place. Like I said, we are heightening our communication. We are working closely with our municipalities. Uh, we have extended ourselves, even from the resource point of view, that Redwater wants to work with the municipalities to ensure that the uh, communication and information dissemination um, is uh, improved uh, to a very great extent. And we're working with various society, uh, um, uh, communities and uh, um, aggregated uh, um, uh, civic societies, including your agricultural sector and industrial sector, uh, for, to really augment and uh, assist, uh, especially when it comes to water conservation. Um, to use alternative ways, avoid um, using uh, portable water where you can use uh, uh, 
grey water uh, for agricultural produce. I mean, the golf course have come in, in handy uh, in many a times where they are now even uh, using largely borehole-based uh, water um, for the irrigation and so on. So we are communicating. We want to improve communication. We want the Gogo and the youth and everyone to receive this message um, uh, that is being disseminated from various municipalities, particularly where they are going to be negatively impacted for a short time. Um, with regard, I'm thinking, aptly put it where he says, I don't know what that uh, study that he got from, but it's, it does in fact uh, confirm what we said earlier, what I said earlier around the 35% of our water going to waste, and we want to work with everybody. A number of organizations are coming to us uh, with the various uh, um, clever ways of uh, dealing and identifying uh, leaks. We are uh, also uh, looking at our through our risk-based uh, innovation, uh, innovation strategy, implementing technologies, including drone technologies, uh, to identify leaks up front and uh, deal with them, both on the bulk water and to our sister municipalities. Uh, and many other, uh, you know, fourth, fourth industrial revolution uh, uh, technologies like, you know, uh, sensors, uh, artificial intelligence, to really uh, assist to reduce this number to a very great extent within a short period of time. He spoke about Okavango. Of course, I did mention that the uh, various uh, means, including the Department of Water and Sanitation itself, is working on a very high-level uh, um, uh, documentation system and project to augment our water uh, uh, reserves so that we don't uh, get entirely dependent on the Bank River system. As we might appreciate that, like we mentioned, Surface water, it's good, but of course it comes with its own environmental impact. The building of dams alienates communities, a number of things, uh, the, uh, uh, environmental negativities that associate with the ecosystems of that. It's still an effective way of uh, harvesting water, but um, um, we want to also, uh, for sustainability purpose and long-term view, we want to uh, uh, try and use uh, men can come up with uh, different ways, including harvesting of water rain and households and industrial areas and 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 uh, the office blocks and so on. So right. we are, yeah, we, we are, we're doing something practical really to augment our current water supply system. All right, Mr. Jwala, let's leave it there for today. Dabho Jwala is the Chief Shared Services Officer at Rand Water. And so that's where we'll leave it then for that particular issue. And yeah, I suppose, you know, we're just going to find a way of trying to hold municipalities a lot more accountable when it comes to communicating over uh, these water cuts. Unfortunately, the experience of, of many residents... Um, in the big metros in Gauteng that have experienced these water cuts, people find out about them when they are happening. So that means that there's a big communication gap. How is that going to be fixed, especially in an environment where we are then going to begin to have uh, a lot more water cuts, as has been the warning from Randwater here today. And of course, this conversation has been brought to you by Randwater.